Welcome to the A-Level Biologist Podcast, bringing you the most exciting area in the world right now, covering education and business in life science. Your host is Ariane Mizarafi Ahi, who's on a mission to do for the body what the internet has done for the mind. He's a PhD dropout and the creator of the A-Level Biologist, your hub. Please give it up for Ariane and enjoy. How's it going? Did you know anthrax spores are virtually indestructible? Didn't see that coming, did you? Welcome to this episode with our first boomerang guest, NHS dentist Mariana Vishan, and my mother, recently featured on LinkedIn in my newsletter for her role in getting the government to U-turn on the vaccine mandate for healthcare staff and featured as part of the protests by the BBC and ITV News. Mariana, welcome back. Hi, nice to see you again. Thank you for inviting me. You're welcome. It's really good to have you season one and our season three, because I thought this story was extremely relevant. Um, So how were you made aware that you would lose your job if you refused the vaccine? Um, I was made aware of this through all the possible media... um, um, Things like I, I received an email from my GDC saying that from the 1st of April, uh, I'm not allowed to see patients if I don't have the two jobs. Then I receive another email from the NHS. Then I receive another letter from uh, the CQC, which is Quality Care Commissioning. Then I receive another visit from my manager and so on. So I was... Uh, feeling like someone who has committed a murder and then now the police is coming after me and the Interpol and everyone. So I've, I've felt very threatened and annoyed at the same time and not, um, not feeling like a free person in the world. There was a lot of pressure from all these different parties. It was a lot of pressure from these parties and uh, <laughs> obviously the psychological pressure. And uh, um, anyway, the not sleeping nights and uh, so on. So we are all forced to uh, consider our option. Uh, the one close to retire to retire, the one from other countries to go back to their countries. But the the compulsory vaccination was there as well. Um, the only option, available option for us was uh, Scotland and Welsh, where the government was uh, clever enough not to introduce the compulsory vaccination. So you considered moving to Wales? I considered moving to Welsh and actually I um, found a job in Welsh, a very nice place in Snowdonia. Uh, I passed the interview, I was all ready to sign the contract and uh, go there. But then, obviously, the U-turn happened, and um, I was sorry for the people. But they, they were very, very happy to, to receive us. And us, I mean, from 100,000 people, nurses, dentists, doctors, whatever, NHS staff, um, lots, lots of them were considering moving to Welsh. So they were quite happy for this, you know, income of, of people. 
Yeah, the, inf- the influx of new, pe- the new people. The influx of new people, yes, yeah, yeah. And they are very sorry when we say, look, we are not coming anymore. So I think it was something like, you know, between government, like, okay, we cannot lose these people, we cannot replace these people, it will cost us more. And uh, then the England has uh, withdrawn the, the compulsory vaccination. Yeah, but Scotland and Welsh never, never, uh, never have made such a decision which is clever. Very interesting. Uh, We'll find out exactly why um, you decided you didn't want to get the vaccine. Coming up next. And we're back. So, why did you refuse the vaccine? Yeah, why did I refuse the vaccine? Uh, From the principle, uh, first of all, I'm... um, I'm a very stubborn person, so when you tell me to do something, I'm doing exactly the opposite. When you tell me not to do, I'm just doing it. So it's not about that I don't believe in vaccine or it's not the vaccine or I'm anti-vaxxer or something like that. It's just I just want to work uh, in in peace and I don't want people to tell me what I need to do. And this sounds sound like very, very discriminatory um if you don't have a job, you cannot see patient. You are a danger to see the patient. What do you mean I'm a danger to see the patient? I see 30 patients a day, and I'm a danger of catching all sorts of viruses and microbes and diseases. Uh, so who's most of danger, me? Or I'm a danger for them? And it's the same like with the um, um, HIV, you know? At some point, they were saying, uh, if you if you catch HIV from a patient, uh, it's okay. But if a patient is catching HIV from you, then you you're not allowed to exert your profession anymore. And this with the COVID vaccination was kind of the same. Uh, and I, I was okay with the, you know HPV vaccination with all this you know traditional vaccination from occupational health. But uh, this thing with Corona, it's, it was something very fishy. So I just didn't didn't want to have it. What about it? Did you think was fishy? Everything from the beginning to the end. We can see the the way it's it's ended now. You know, so they they just all of the sudden ended with Corona and they brought the war with the Ukraine in. Uh, so what was fishy, the, 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 the thing that was fishy was that when it started in 2019, 2020, um, there weren't lots of uh, dentists who caught Corona. So this made me realize that, okay, uh, if it's such a bad virus, then the way of spreading, yeah, mount to mount to aerosol and whatever, through the air, through the close contact, um, it should imply that a dentist is always less than two meters distance from from a patient. So if this virus was so so deadly and so easy to catch, it, it meant that 90-90% of the dentists were just dead, which wasn't the case. And then the short time they decided to make the vaccine, and then the fact that it's not a vaccine, it's a mRNA whatever treatment, um, and the simple fact that, okay, you, you need to have it and 
exercise your profession or if not we are kicking you out like i worked for 15 years almost on the nhs so they used me i was good for them but then all of a sudden i'm not good for them and you, you just want to kick me out so you need to read in between the lines and um, if i want to do something with my body it's my decision it's not your decision as an employer you need me more then I need the money from you. So this is what make me and the other people, you know, re refuse the, the vaccine and be ready to lose our jobs. So how did you learn about the protests and decide to join them? There are lots of, um, oh, there are lots of WhatsApp groups, Proton group, whatever. Um, and uh, people were talking with each other. Um, we are talking with each other in the surgeries as well. But... Um, uh, we were feeling like, you know, like working in a, um, how to say, like a revolutionary, you know, like when you work behind the back of the government and like starting a revolution. Uh, people were scared to talk about, um, but slowly, slowly we just grouped ourselves and went on the streets and there were lots of protests in Norwich, in Kingsley, in Great Yarmouth, in London. Um, and at some point we invited the media, um, but obviously BBC is paid by the government, so they, they didn't want to get involved. Lots of reporters were recording us, but not, uh, not putting on, on, you know, not streaming it. Uh, from, from my uh, interview, I talked like half an hour and they just put uh, two minutes, you know. Um, and it was quite quite a fight. It was quite a fight. So very very stressful, very stressful. But especially the the thing, the, the pressure they were putting on. Like you need to have your first job on the second of February, and uh, and then the second one on uh, I don't know tenth of March. And if if you don't show the two of them on the first of April, you're not allowed to put your step in the surgery. What do you mean? I'm not allowed to put the step in the surgery. And obviously, the patient didn't know about that. When I told to a patient that, you know, we are also NHS workers, they just look at us and say, oh, I thought it's just the people in the hospital. Hello, you come to your NHS dentist every six months and they ask you, do you pay for your NHS? No, I'm exempt. Okay. Uh, and now you ask, uh, oh, dentists are also NHS. I didn't know that dentists are leaving. I say, yeah, we are leaving. So we are ready to, on the 1st of April, to stay in front of the surgery and uh, to talk to the patient and tell them, look, your government is not letting me going in and treat your pain because of this job situation. How do you feel about that? So lots of the patients, like, like always, you know, they are in the dark. They don't know what's going on. Okay, we'll find out more in just a second. The A-Level Biologist podcast is sponsored by the alevelbiologist.co.uk, a high school biology resource with over one million visits that covers over half a thousand trackable and searchable topics. Pretty Heady from the studentroom.co.uk says, I've struggled so much with feeling overwhelmed with biology revision, and I don't know where to start. But your website is just what I need. It tells me all the information I need and the knowledge I need to then build on and it's written in a way that soaks straight up into my brain. For some reason, I remember everything you have written. Thanks so much. You're very welcome, Pretty Hetty. The alevelbiologist.co.uk 
offers great value student and teacher subscriptions and scholarships while supporting health and education charities. Visit the alevelbiologist.co.uk today. And welcome back. What was it like speaking to the journalists and did you think it would make any difference? Speaking with a journalist was like speaking with any other human being, but um, it it didn't make too much difference because um, um, that consultant from the hospital, I forgot his name, Dr. White or something, he was already on YouTube um, with his video when he uh, confronted Sanjeev or whatever is his name. Um, and that was the first step for us through the victory because if they allowed that they allowed that video to be on the YouTube and they let it there for people to see the the, the health secretary the, the video health secretary, where the video with the doctor in the hospital and the nurses exactly that that was so we were in the middle of the of, of the war then and we were very stressed and we didn't sleep nights we, we we've been through so much so much so much hassle from from November December when we get the letters till till. February when they just make the U-turn but when I saw that video I was thinking oh my god now they want to withdraw and they need a reason because they wouldn't have listened to us we fought to so many steps we paid some solicitors from Liverpool who are still working for us because this U-turn anytime can be can be U-turn again so it's not 100% that they will leave us alone and um, we 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 also uh, signed petition. We signed. To, we wrote to our MP. So we were, we fought on different different levels. But when I saw this video with um, with uh, Doctor White, I was thinking, Oh my God! They want to withdraw it, and they they find a reason. So that was the first step. To, uh, who let me think? Uh, let me decide that. Okay, this is a, this is a victory for us. And then lots of doctors uh, appear on the um, on YouTube, and they explain, "Look, we are not against the vaccine because it is, you cannot say bad things about the vaccine. You just need to concentrate on your your problem." So our problem was we want to treat our patient. Yeah, we want to do our jobs. So please don't interfere with our rights to do our profession. And this is how we won. So eventually they saw us on BBC, they saw us on the streets in London, they saw us like all over the places. You know, the people who put their uniforms in front of the government, they, they just lay down thousands of uniforms, you know, the, the people from hospital. Um, and then they decided, uh, oh, how much it will be to replace these people, you know, like 100,000 professional if they leave from NHS, how much it will cost us to bring people from China, Hong Kong, uh, India, whatever, you know, all the colonies, um, how much it will cost for them to train, to recognize their diploma and let them work. So the balance was towards keeping us and this is why they make the U-turn and kept us. Uh, and now they um, uh, they release this thing that you you're not uh, when you come from a different country you have a different qualification you're supposed to pass a, a test before an exam ORE 
uh, now they suspended this in order to facilitate people to come into the NHS because it's such a crisis in NHS. I'm I'm struggling for two years and a half now almost to find a nurse and I still don't have a nurse. Every, every day I, I work with a different one from agency and there is such a shortage because it's a very difficult job, not pay correspondingly uh, and stress with all sorts of rules and regulation and... Uh, you know, regulatory body who are telling you what to do. Just let me do it. Let me work with the patient. Don't put all this stress on me, you know, from the manager, from the governor, from the GDC, from this, from that. And then when something goes wrong and when patients are complaining, they say, oh, why why were they under stress? They are burned out. They need to take a break. I don't think uh, NHS uh, can afford for us to take a break. oh wow but the u-turn happened which means you no longer have to get a vaccine and you are not going to lose your job for it um so what are your plans now moving forward um yeah the u-turn happened but as i say it's not um 100 percent um stepping stone so our solicitors are still um, still fighting for that because it needs to say um, yeah the u-turn happen and uh, it will be it cannot be revoked so it, it's it needs to be permanent and then there's another thing happening. They want to change the um, Bill of Rights. This is a law from uh, 8060, which was given the people the, um, the rights to, to do, to say what is beneficial for them. And this is what they are working for at the moment. So if they will change the Bill of Rights, then uh, they are taking out all our liberties. So this is happening now in March. And... Um, We'll see. We'll see it, it will go. But uh, yeah, things are not so so pink at the moment. But um, we, as I say, so we are blessed because we have our always. We have a backup. We have our countries. Uh, myself, I'm close to retired. Um, for for us it's not so bad but it's difficult for these people who are in in their 30s in their 40s who have families who have business who have mortgage to pay and bills and uh, that that's the one who had the vaccine even if they didn't want it just in order to be left alone so it's sad when things are happening just because you want to keep your job but not to do what you actually believe it's good for you or what you want to do. So we'll see. But as I say, we, we have our countries, we can go back, we can retire or uh, wait, see how things will be. And then if they need us, they will call us back. So anytime we can come and work as locums or help them or help the shortage of stuff. Yes. Okay, we'll do a little sort of rewind for the past few years um, as the final segment. Stay tuned. And we're back. 
in the first episode in season one called uh, Working as an NHS Dentist, one of the main foci was the income because a lot of people associate dentistry with making a lot of money. And you mentioned um, that Brexit had something to do with that and that during the pandemic there was some changes to to how, you, how dentists were being paid. Um, what, what were the changes? The changes were good at the beginning because in the lockdown they paid us the same amount each month. But now, after two years, they are taking that money back from us and they put the targets back. So if we don't achieve the targets, we need to pay back the money we were giving when we were in lockdown. So we are earning way low compared to before the pandemic. Okay, so no more, no more mentions of that. What was it, nineteen thousand pounds a month event? Oh no way, no way. That's that was one, that was one rare, unique event. No, no, no. It's it's low, very low. Okay, so would you still advise anyone to be a dentist in the UK, on the NHS, privately? or in Romania, if you know anything about dentists in Romania at the moment? Yeah, I don't know too much about dentists in Romania. They are mainly private, so if someone wants to become a dentist, they need to open their own surgery and obviously be good, famous and have a name and then find a patient. But here, um, the, the same principles apply, you know, if, if, if you really like your job, if you really like what you're doing, um, just do it, but um, don't, um, don't think about the financial aspect. If you want to make money, just do something else. That uh, um, if you want to... Then this is like an artist's job, you know. You you take that tooth or that mount, which is in a disgusting state, and you just, you just make it beautiful and clean and nice and functional. And then the patient is coming back and tell you, "Oh, I'm so happy. Look, it, my feeling is still there. I feel good with this nature." It's it's such a such a happy moment for you. So it's it's. It's a lot about feedback, but you need to be able to have this feedback back. Uh, not to be upset, you know, about when you get a complaint or you get a nasty patient or you got... Uh, this is why I'm saying NHS is not functioning. On the moment when you put uh, targets and you put money, incentives on the medical treatment, then it's lost. A, a, a professional, a doctor, a dentist, they need to be able to do their job without thinking about the money at all. You, you shouldn't think, oh, I'm cleaning this tooth now and I'm putting a crown because the crown is 200 pounds, so I'm not putting feeling because the feeling it's 50 pounds. You shouldn't think money. You should just think, I'm doing now this tooth. The patient will be able to bite on it. I'm putting this feeling. I don't care how much this feeling costs. So money shouldn't be associated with medical treatment at all. So if you can work in such environment, good for you. But at the moment, NHS is just all about money targets. We have managers from Tesco who are telling us how many patients to see in a day. And I keep telling them, these are not 
boxes of sugar on your <laughs> Tesco shelf. These are human beings. You, you shouldn't think money. You shouldn't think money when you do medical treatment at all. So that's that's the thing. If 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 you have an artistic side and um, you like to talk to people, then yeah, do dentistry. If not, don't do it. Uh, and the same if you if you're not as good as chair manners, you can work in a sedation center so you don't interact too much with people because some some dentists are more clinical, some dentists are more like talkative. So unfortunately, dentistry involves both sides. So you need to talk to people but again what do you need to be nice and talk to people in order to sell them the feelings and the crown and have to make money and then you do your clinical stuff you know so depends what what you want from life very interesting uh so finally um was this the first time you were talking to journalists what was that little moment of fame like for you yeah um i I think it was the first time I talked to a journalist, especially in UK. Yeah, I cannot remember talking to a journalist in UK before. But it wasn't the first moment of fame for me because um, I had my revolution in Romania in 1989. So we were on the streets then and it was way worse because they were shooting at us and so on. Uh, but I, I don't consider a moment of fame. and. Now patients are coming and say, oh, I saw you on TV. You are, it was you, isn't it? What were you doing on TV? And I, I don't comment about and say, sorry, I don't want to comment about this. I don't see it as a moment of fame. I see it as a cry of desperation because we were desperate at that moment. We weren't looking for fame or things like that. We just were looking for ways to keep our jobs. And hopefully you have succeeded. Thank you for joining me again, Mariana. Thank you for listening. And remember, there is a tiny plant embryo in every seed. Bye. Bye. Hey, it's me again. Didn't see that coming, did you? I'm here to thank you for the phenomenal growth in the past season and ask you to take a part in next season's success. Share this episode and add your review now. Thank you so much and see you in the next one.